All right, welcome in. So today we have a special signing day, instant reaction uh, edition. We're going to be talking about a couple players, who they signed with, why they signed with them. Um, we got, of course, Jimmy Neutron, myself, Coach V, Coach JKB joining us. And then uh, we got a special guest. We have Edward Goldspooner. Um, he's going to be uh, he's going to be sharing some of his thoughts. So let's just get started. We're going to start with Akil Thorpe. Um, Akil Thorpe was deciding between Rockford, Dearborn, Sioux City, and St. Louis. Akil Thorpe is uh, he's a six ten. He was six ten center out of Milwaukee. Excellent rated, excellent scouted. Fair plus, good minus, fair hands, good, good rebound, and good plus athleticism. He was good minus local, good minus win, and good impact. Where did he sign with, uh, Jesse? Coach. So this guy landed in Rockford, who was already rich with the one-one class last year. So they just uh, they just added more to the arsenal. Uh, you want me to get into what he did when he was in high school? Yeah. So, uh, you know, you already heard what he was, you know, defender, rebounder. It showed up in the stats, 1.3 steals, 2.5 blocks. The sneak, the, the scoring is going to be sneaky, too, because he was over 49% from two. So he could have a bump there if they train him right. So he's looking like he could really be the center point of that team right now. Yeah. That's a good pickup. Why did you choose Rockford? Ah, I tell you, Rockford, this is an interesting team. They, um, yeah, they're, they're kind of bottom dwellers for a couple years, and then, boom, they hit this 1-1 last year, dominated Conference 14, propelled into the NTT, and went to the Sweet 60. I'm telling you, this team is young, feisty, and tenacious, and, and they got a lot of spunk. A lot of the young boys like this team. They show a lot of class. Yeah. Akil wants to go to a winner, and Rockford fits the bill. I'm, uh, there's a lot of blue bloods right here, and um, better watch out for Rockford next year. Okay. Yeah, I think you add on, you know, so Thorpe had good minus prefs across the board. He was uh, raised in Conference 16. We have Rockford in Conference 14. And so he, he Rockford is literally the perfect situation for Thorpe. So good minus local, he gets to stay local. Good minus win, they just added the one-one class. So you pair him with guys like Jonathan Brown, Darian Alfred, uh, Caden Keys, and then the good minus uh, impact. You look at those three guys from the one-one class last year; they're all six seven, six five, six four. And so you add the six ten uh, Akil Thorpe, and you have a dangerous uh, at least quattro going on there. Yeah, for sure. Um... Yeah, so they didn't they didn't have big men, but that's what they needed, and they got it in a keel. Um, the next player we're going to talk about is Mark Melton, number twentieth most recruited um, out of Conference Ten. I think he's from Clemson, St. Martinsville, Jacksonville, Daytona, Ocala, and Inglewood were after him. Um, Melton was Melton was six nine power forward, yeah, out of Clemson. Fair fair scout, uh, excellent shot, good minus uh, defense. Good hands, fair um, rebounding, and non-athleticism. Excellent, excellent local, none win, and good uh, impact. Yeah, so he landed in Daytona. Daytona was uh, was almost a trash heap last year. They were under five hundred. Uh, uh, everything that happened on their team was their senior class. They graduated, 
and and they just brought nothing back. So they they needed this get. Um, now Melton, you said he was scouted with E shot. I don't even know if he pulled that. Fifty uh, percent from the field. He got a lot of free throws. The athleticism kind of throws me off there. He hit. He, he was at the line four times a game. Shot eighty percent from there. One point six blocks per game. So he's productive. I don't know if he's a lights out gunner, but uh, this team needs something to, for somebody to do anything. Yeah, and he doesn't care about winning, so might as well. Go yeah, so might as well. Yeah, and he's an interesting case because you look at Daytona and they land the uh, 6479 class. Uh, and so for those of you who don't know, usually that second number um, is going to be a lower number. So a better number if you have, if your class is kind of top heavy. Um, so like I landed like the 120 50 class or something like that. So my, my class is really top heavy uh, and it's going to be lower if it's a little bit more well-rounded. So you would think with a guy like Mark Melton, 20th ranked guy, like this is going to be a top heavy class unless he just landed studs and 6479 isn't that highly rated uh and it's it seems like not top heavy so the magazines actually while melton was scoring 21 points a game uh and on 58 percent true shooting the the magazines don't love this guy so i do think he landed in daytona because he's a guy who wants to make a big impact but it's a really really interesting ranking from a class where i thought melton would be uh one of the top players in this class Oh, man, I tell you, I can't get over this none winning percentage. I mean, if you have that sort of talent, like, don't you want to go play for like a blue blood, like a perennial NTT contender? But boom, there he goes. He signs with Daytona. I don't think Daytona is in the top echelon, but they got some talent. They, they're sub 500. You know, um, Coach JKB is correct, but it's like they're PTT. They were 11 13. They will be in the NTT next year. You um, you need to keep an eye on this team with, um, with Mark here signing. So. I mean, I got a, I got a question whether he has the competitive juice to actually pull, take them to the NTT though, in such a tough conference in conference 10, you know, um, if he's a none win, maybe he doesn't have that competitive edge that, you know, like the Jordans and type had, um, that, you know, that's a really a fair criticism, right? Cause he could show up there and a lot of people could be looking at him like, Hey, you're going to lead us. And he's going to be like, I don't really care. It's just not me. Yeah, and I think if you landed in like a conference five type of situation, like that's NTT team all day. You need one or two guys, you know. But you look at conference ten. I mean, they they've got Jade's team, Clearwater. Uh, they got subpar stashes, Ocala, Jackson, um, the number one team uh, in the history of like thirty one. I think still, I'm not sure. Uh, and then St. Petersburg. Like this is a stacked conference. So I think uh, this is going to be a really interesting situation. Uh, and and I just don't think he's going to be enough to push him over the top in conference ten. Yeah, we'll see. Um, next up, we got Jacob Brown out of Yuma, uh, Conference 32. He was good scouted, good, fair, good, excellent, fair. He's a smart guy, center, Yuma. Um, he wanted to – he was a good plus local, fair minus win, excellent plus uh, impact. He decided – he was deciding between Honolulu, Grand Rapids, Tempe, Flagstaff, and Yuma. So he went down to Flagstaff. Uh, 13 and 11 last year. Again, we get these dudes who don't seem motivated uh, to get into the real play. Uh, he shot 50%. That's fine, but he doesn't play much defense. He kind of rebounds. He kind of passes. He kind of does some things. And he doesn't really do anything. Um, take it from there. I don't know. Yeah, I think this was another case of impact sort of winning the day here. Uh, he, you look at the teams that were on him, Honolulu, uh, just lost in the championship game and uh, teams like Yuma other uh, you said 
Gadfly's team too, right? I can't remember, but uh, a lot of teams who just uh, were have been in the NTT have been doing well. Flagstaff has been a decent program, uh, but not very good. Uh, they've been in the RTT the last two years, the PTT three years before that. And so uh, all time, they've been a pretty good program, but uh, they've needed someone with some impact. And I think that uh, Brown was really influenced by that. I mean, the Flagstaff used to be a blue blood here in League 31. I, I mean, they were a perennial top top team in the first 10 years. But, I mean, Coach Tao, he's he's got to be on the hot seat. Like, he's team's going down the tubes the last couple of years. I mean, hopefully this signing bails him out a little bit. But, <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. We got Bradley Bowden out of uh, Conference 9. Bradley was deciding between um, – uh, between Macon, Fort Lauderdale, Fort Worth, Roswell, and Yuma. Bradley is 6'5", out of Sarasota. Um, shooting guard, smart guy, 3.81, not a great exam, so you can tell he's a hard worker, that he worked so hard to get his GPA up. Excellent scouting, good plus shot, good plus defense, fair minus hands, fair plus rebounding, fair plus athleticism did not want to stay home he said get me out of here poor minus local good plus win and excellent plus impact so he wants his numbers and he wants to win um well the problem though is he isn't worth much he went to fort worth they had the 219 173 class with him as the headliner getting that 173 Mm -hmm. i don't know what you want me to get into here 53 percent from the field 65 percent sorry 61 percent total shooting percentage um it's not going to move the needle and it's a team that's not going to move the needle uh, there's nothing to see here. Move along. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that he picked this, like the, the good plus win I thought would at least factor in a little bit. Like you look at a team like uh cheese's team in Yuma, uh, like they need a guy who can score. So you would think that that impact would be, be there along with the win. Uh, but then, like you said, like uh, Fort Worth uh, has the snitches have gotten a lot of stitches recently uh, <laughs> and they are just not that good. So uh, I agree. I mean, or, like, unfortunately, I think that this guy's career is going to be wasted. All right. Fort Worth is a perennial DTT contender. Now, interesting enough, what I will tell you is if they were to play the Jefferson City girls team, I would probably put them at an eight-point dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't disagree with you. Cool. Let's, uh, let's move on to Joseph Greer. This one's personal. This one hurts. Um, very this cool. is way too soon. Way too soon. Six seven out of Tallahassee, conference seven. Uh, small forward, fair scouted, good plus, good plus, excellent minus, excellent minus, good uh, athleticism. Uh, he wanted to stay home. Excellent local, fair minus win, fair minus impact. Uh, he decided between Carnegie, Rochester, Tallahassee, and Columbia. Uh, the good old boy decided to stay home. He went right to Tallahassee for college with the Chargers. Coach Jay Laugh, 1025. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a stack class, too. The, the team great had no talent up above. Their seniors were great, and they were losing that class. They needed something, and they picked up 12-8 headline by this guy. Uh, so Greer ended up with 20 points per game, uh, 56% total shooting percentage. That's nothing really to write home about. But he kind of does the shooting. He does the passing with a 4.96 per game, even rebounds, almost seven rebounds a game. The guy kind of does everything. Yeah, I think you you put this guy along with Jose Paul and uh, and Michael Milburn. This is an incredible class. Like Milburn's going to be a great 
glue guy. Jose Pollan is kind of your six, eight, do it all guy. Um, I'm really, really jealous of this class. I thought I was going to get Pollan in the net. Uh, and, and I forgot that we were in league 31 and not test league. So, uh, I'm, I'm so jealous that this is the class I wanted. And, you know, I, I kind of figured Greer would pick a conference seven team over me, but it doesn't make it hurt any less. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Manuel Smith, um, out of Garland, 23, six, four, two, 16 point guard, smart guy, 3.3465. Fair scouted. Excellent. Plus excellent. Good, good. Excellent. He wanted to stay home. Excellent. Local, um, good minus win and excellent plus impact. He was choosing between uh, Louisville, Aberdeen, Helena, Billings, Beaumont, Wichita, and College Station. Uh, Helena got this guy. Uh, they've been building something the last couple of seasons, and this is a good, this is a great get. They were a 35th class a couple of years ago, 60th class last year. Uh, and uh, this one, boy, was a top 10 class in both rankings. Yeah. Smith. Uh, was a gunner, lights out, 27, almost 27 points a game, over 63% total shot, lights out from three, 47% from three-point range, and a passer and a defender to boot. This is a huge player going to a team on the rise. Watch out for Helena. Why do you choose Helena, and uh, and then, like, how is he going to fit in there? Well, I mean, I I, th- I think he really wanted a little bit of impact, but he wanted a little, he had a little taste of winning in there, a little taste of winning. Um, and so, you know, Coach Amanda's doing a good job here. Like, this is a, this is a program that's good for a couple of years, but, you know, RTT, PTT, number 48 of the nation, could be making some waves, and this could be the player to push them up. You know, I'm kind of excited to keep an eye on uh, Helena, the Helena Witches here coming forward. So, uh, mm, you know, Conference 22, watch out. Coach Amanda mm, might know what she's doing. Yeah, I don't know if uh, this coach took over three years ago because the last three classes, like Jesse was saying, have been pretty good and they're putting together a pretty decent team. Uh, I, I would say outside of that, uh, it, it had to be the the, the excellent impact and the excellent um, stay at home because um, like, you're going to get as many shots as you want, Manuel Smith, honestly. Uh, and that, that really seems like what won the day from uh, him. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Next player, we have Jonathan Stone. He's got some big stones. Uh, he uh, choosing between Frankfurt, Pueblo, Duluth, Shawnee, Santa Fe. Stone was uh, out of 15, Green Bay, um, 6'11", center, smart guy, 3.9361 on the exam. Excellent. Fair scouted, excellent shot, fair plus defense, good rebound, excellent um, athleticism. Poor local, none plus win in fair impact. Wait, sorry, sorry. Poor athleticism was excellent uh, rebounding. So he was, he was none local, fair win, and fair minus impact. So, yeah, we're looking at this guy, Atlanta, in Santa Fe. Huge class, 5-5, five, five, a program mm-hmm. changer for them. They've been winning games, but, but they haven't really had the talent until this kid signed. 53% shooting, 11 rebounds a game, plenty of defense, 1.5 steals and two blocks. This looks like uh, somebody you build a team around right now. Yeah, I agree. And, and he's not even my favorite in the class. This is a crazy class. This might be my favorite class of the, the, um, the whole thing. Caleb Bolden, I mean, he, so he's scoring 20 points a game, seven foot one, 61% true shooting. That is huge for a guy who uh, 
doesn't shoot threes, like you want anything above 50% for a big, right? Because threes like really help that true shooting. Uh, but for him to shoot, be shooting 57% from the field, like that is wild to me. So you add Bolden 61%, uh, true shooting 20 points, Jonathan stones, 20 points, uh, 59% true shooting. Like this is going to be a dynamic do. And, and I think that cheese's team has been slipping a little bit the last couple of years. He did pull out the, uh, NTT bid through the tournament uh, for Conference 32 this last season. Like, we're just looking for another team to take over Conference 32. And I think Rerips and Santa Fe, the Santa Fe Caesars uh, are looking to do that. Yeah, that's great. That's not a blue blood program to pull in a class like that. I mean, it raises some questions, like, you know, like where the money's coming from. Hold, hold, hold on a minute here. I got to. Hmm. Yes, yes, NTT, you probably should head down and do a little investigation down there in uh, Santa Fe. That's, <laughs> that's a good class down there. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what comes of this. All right, let's look at Jose Delgado out of Dayton. Um, he was choosing between Charlotte, Fort Meyer, Evansville, Minneapolis, Chattanooga, Fargo, and Lubbock. So he's 6'5", uh, point guard, 3.22, 55 on the uh, exam. Fair, fair scout, good. Excellent plus, excellent, good, excellent plus. He did not want to stay local, so poor local, none win, and excellent plus impact. See, Lubbock was supposed to be building around this guy. Now you're going to make me talk about him going to Fargo. (laughs) So this dude's out in Fargo now. Uh, Decent class. He is a hardwood of 39, so so he was the the head guy of a 98-39 class. Uh, the splits weren't amazing for Delgado. He's kind of a combo guard, maybe maybe a, a shooting guard who can also play a point guard type of role. 22 points per game, 47% from the field, but he knew how to supplement it with a lot of three-point shots and get into the line. So 57% total shooting percentage, four rebounds, 4.6 assists, and 1.8 steals. I mean, you, you build a program around him. Mean, you, you just shove him in there at point or two, and, uh, and he takes over for you. It's an awesome get. Yeah, this the I think the theme here seems to be that uh, impact is winning today because you look at this team uh, that he's going to in Fargo. They had two guys that were scoring over 15 points a game, and both of them were highly, highly inefficient. And so Delgado knows he's walking into a situation where uh, if he's not fed the ball, there's something wrong with the coach, right? And so I think that uh, this impact here, him not caring about winning, like he's just going to get to shoot, 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 and shoot again. Yeah. Yeah, him getting fed the ball, like he's going to play point guard. He ain't going to share the ball. But he, he doesn't he, – he really didn't care about winning. It rubs me, it rubs me a little wrong. But, but he's a player. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I mean, we might be pulling this team out of the DTT this year. This, this is a player that can shoot and score points. And this might be a good impact player here. I would – I might watch this guy. Keep an eye on him. All right. He reminds me a little bit of uh, Max Slusher in uh, Virginia Beach, who last year on the entire season had uh, four assists from the point guard position in his freshman season. Uh, when we did the podcast, I thought he had zero. He actually had one assist his freshman season, so he had five assists at the point guard position over two years. Uh, like I think that this guy's uh, situation is going to mirror that pretty uh, significantly. I mean, at least he had some confidence. So um, That's yeah. true. Devontae Noah, he's, he's, or Max Slusher, sorry. He's my favorite guy to bring up because it's just an incredible career so far. Yeah. Look at that little guy shooting for 30 points a game. That's ridiculous <laughs> out there. 
Love the slushers. All right, next up, we're going to look at David Cox. Um, sucks to have that last name, but <laughs> good player. Um, St. Cloud, Dearborn, Sioux City, and Minneapolis. We're going after him. Uh, David was 6'7 out of Eugene. Um, 3.65, 65 on the, on the exam. Power forward, fair scouted, excellent plus, fair minus, poor, good minus, excellent plus. His um, preferences were none local, fair plus, win and good plus impact. Uh, so David Cox decided to go to St. Cloud with coach Dexron. He's been around a while. So I know that guy knows how to put a program together. Um, Cox is sneaky. Good man. Uh, everywhere I look at his stat sheet, I like what I see uh, only 16, you know, 15.7 points a game, but he was shooting 60% from the field, getting rebounds, nine a game, three assists a game, 1.1 steals, 1.7 blocks. And only 0.7 turnovers. I mean, everything you ask a guy to do on the basketball court, this guy does it well. Now, he might not be a star player, but I love him. Yeah, I agree. I think he's going to be a perfect small forward. Uh, Like he, um, you know, with that three and a half uh, assist to turnover ratio, highly efficient shooter, uh, get the guy, get the ball in the guy's hands, not at the point guard position, but in a secondary position. Uh, Yeah, I I agree. This guy's going to be underrated for sure. All right. Yeah, I've, I've followed Coach Dexron's career for, 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 for a couple years now. I mean, back to like League 15, like, like he's, a, he's a solid coach. I, I like what he's doing. Um, but I'll be honest, like when I'm looking at like, like, like Coach Kyle, like we, we got all this list from like people on the message board, right? Like these are people like, like they're like itching to be blue bloods. They're, they're itching to be like top of the line, right? Like talk about me, talk about me. These guys are like not contending. Like where are the blue bloods out there? Okay. Yeah, I think that this is like – oh, go ahead, uh, Spoon Bill or what, whatever. Gold Spooner? Gold Spooner, Gold Spooner. Sorry. Um, I was going to say, I, th- I think that you're hitting on the theme of this, right? Um, that I think – what was it, last year, the year before, it was kind of the rich get richer. You have Bobby getting uh, the number one class and um, – and all of this, this year is completely different. You look at the top of the list and it's all of these programs who have been DTT, RTT uh, teams uh, getting these absolute studs, you know, conference seven, I think might've had the best day uh, at least the top end of conference seven and conference seven has been the second worst conference in uh, league 31 for a while, right? Right behind conference five, which I thought would make it a little bit easier to recruit in conference six, but now all of a sudden they're recruiting and it's making it a little bit harder. But uh, I'm, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit of Conference 7 with uh, Blacksburg. And we already talked about Tallahassee. But it's really, really interesting year where the, uh, we're kind of redistributing the wealth a little yeah. bit. All right. Let's look at Donald Bellow next. Uh, um, going, picking between Richmond, St. Paul, Jefferson City, San Diego, and Roswell. Um, Bellow was a 6-1 point guard out of Aurora, uh, 3.04 GPA, 74 exam, poor scouted, excellent, 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 fair. Uh, rate, uh, preferences were poor plus, poor plus, fair minus. So wanted to make an impact. Um, yeah. It doesn't look like the talent is there, guys. Um, I don't know what's going on. I hear all those excellence and excellence and excellence, and I see stats up there, 30 points a game, uh, 65 total shooting percentage. 3.7 assists per game. But why did the class look so bad, man? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's interesting. The 216-169 class. I mean, I'm looking at his other two guys. Mark Queen uh, is is just bad. Uh, and Anthony Sanchez is uh, slightly better, but still bad. And so I think that uh, just even the like discrepancy between the 216-169 there shows that Bellow is probably pretty good. I mean, the, the 65 tr- shooting percentage on 21 shots, pretty good. He's making four threes a game. That's wild. Uh, on eight threes shot. So I think this guy's going to be good, but um, I am very interested in how this team's going to do because they have okay junior and senior classes, but their freshman sophomore classes outside of Bell have been pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, I tell you, Richard Goldspooner, I like the Blue Bloods, but I'll be honest, I'm surprised he didn't sign with St. Paul because that coach Blue, he's got a lot of good things going on down there, but it didn't happen. But this guy is going to be a player, and you need to watch out for him. Okay. Well, let's look at the next guy. Tanner, anyway, um, this one hurts. Uh, yeah, six seven center of Ithaca, choosing between Clearwater, Vicksburg, Nashville, Salt Lake City, uh, San Antonio, and Providence. He ended up choosing Salt Lake City. Tanner was um, a – he was good scouted, and he was excellent – Excellent. Uh, Good, good, good. So uh, not a smart guy necessarily, but uh, fair minus local, excellent win, fair minus impact. Uh, So SL Salt Lake City, man, they graduated a top 10 class. They were already ranked 10th and they brought in a top five, a top three class. Mm -hmm. Uh, This guy's a, they're, they're just reloading down there. Yeah. He came out with uh, not great shooting percentage, but it's only 15 points a game, so it wasn't his forte. He'll just chip in with the 50, 54% total shooting percentage. But 10 rebounds, 4.3 assists, a steal, 1.6 blocks, 0.9 turnovers. Uh, he's shaped right, man. He's going to play. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he's joining a pretty fun class. I really like J.C. DeVita. Uh, that Salt Lake City also signed. So he was 6'7", played shooting guard in uh, college, was averaging seven assists from the shooting card position, five rebounds from the shooting guard position. Uh, I think he's going to make a solid small forward for them. Uh, and so I think it's just about, yeah, Salt Lake City is a proven program. They get number 10, or they get 10th both in the country and in the NTT last year. Uh, he's just gone to a winning program uh, that Bill's fan has built pretty well. This is what I'm talking about, right? Like Salt Lake City is like a perennial <laughs> League 31 top tier contender. Like they are there. Like all the kids are running around in little Salt Lake City jerseys and cheering for these guys. And Tanner, I knew he knew that. Like he knows that. And yeah. he's got the goods. He's got the talent. He's going to Salt Lake City. This team is going to continue to roll. Like I'm saying now, two Final Fours, one NTT championship for Salt Lake City next four years. Oh. Wow. Do you think that's he, crazy? You think he's Mormon? Like, I, mean, <laughs> I, I think they're bending the rules in Salt Lake City. Just because he might be one of those like twenty-seven-year-old like guys that like takes it. Just got back from mission and he went, yeah. he went on a mission trip and like you know he can. I don't think this guy's going on a mission, fellas. <laughs> he had three, he has three kids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> The only mission he's going on is for an NTT championship. So you you better watch out for Salt Lake City. <laughs> All nice, right. nice. So we set you up. Yeah. You just had to slam it down. 
All right. So next we're going to look at Christopher Shoemaker out of Greenville. Come on. He was choosing between Blacksburg and uh, Rochester. He ended up choosing Blacksburg. 3.91 GPA, 65 uh, exam, power forward, fair scouted. Good, 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 good plus. You want to stay home, excellent local, poor uh, win, none impact. Man, sneaky talent in this guy, too. I mean, you, you already knew he was going to be good. Ridiculous that he was a 1-1 one, one tie. Mm-hmm. Um, with only 14 points a game, he still pulled off 53% from the, uh, for field goal shooting and uh, over three attempts from the free throw line per game. So, I mean, he, he's involved. I, I think if people are looking at this class um, as the 1-1, one, one, uh, you know, you got Chris Shoemaker, he kind of does it all, but nothing spectacular. Stringer and Keller for his class are 6'5", six, 6'6", six, 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 six guys, that was easy to say, uh, are pretty much the same. You'd be like, why are these guys all 1-1? One, one? Uh, conference 6 and Conference 7 was just loaded with talent this year at the high school level, uh, not as much at the um, college level, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, so you look at these guys, I think that they actually underperformed in high school and he's going to conference seven where, like I said, I think that they did a lot better in recruiting this year, but I still think it's going to be top heavy with Blacksburg with Tallahassee. Uh, I think that these guys are actually going to way outperform their numbers that they did in high school. And, and these guys are, are severely underrated and I'm, I'm pretty sure Keller and Stringer both were either one ones or clear leads as well for Blacksburg. Hmm. So for him to have, a team full of clear leads and one ones as the one one yeah. like that is just absolutely wild to me. And, and he did a heck of a job recruiting this year. Yeah. And they, they beat out a class that has Caleb Bolden and Jonathan stone. That was a 10, 10. And a that, five that's five. crazy. Like, like the, we know how good that class is. This class has to be amazing. I think uh blue skies did post on the message board um, saying he was, he was a little surprised that uh, they were a one, one class. Um, especially shoes shoemakers only five plus five and the other two are plus seven each. Um, and they're all fair shooters, but he he's excited that they, that they are number one. So, um, there's, there must be something hidden in there or something. So, I mean, I mean, I've played this game for a while. Coach, coach blue sky goes way back, right? right? And this panel of four, like raise your hand. If you've heard of coach blue sky, yeah, before, of course. Right? Like, you've heard yeah, of I'm this guy. That. Now he's been to three straight NTTs, right? He is winning. I don't know why he's recruiting these players that don't want to win, but he knows what he's doing. And I'm going to have to go back to my notes and figure out what he's doing. Cause he's, he's recruiting these non winners and he's got one, one class. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's, he stays local a lot. Um, especially this, this year he was, I stayed local a lot this last year and he, he popped up on a lot of my guys. And so uh, I think it was just the talent and that just kind of happens sometimes, you know, guys that want to stay local uh, and conference seven isn't super active. There's only a couple other guys that are even recruiting in that conference. And so he's able to sort of have his pick of the bunch on guys who want to stay local. Yeah. All right. Last guy someone wants to talk to us about is uh, Dylan Boudet. I actually don't know all the teams that were on him, uh, but Boulder asked about him in Atlanta was on him for sure. And I think Atlanta won at him. So uh, Boudet is six, nine out of Phoenix center. Fair scouted, good minus, good, excellent minus, fair minus, excellent minus. Four plus local, good win, and good plus impact. Yeah, so you're right. This guy did run off to Atlanta. 
um, 25 slash 40 class. So they were considered a depth class, maybe, and not a, a not necessarily a star-led class. But Dylan, uh, Dylan was the the kind of all-rounded rock of the class. They had a guy, uh, a short guy, come in as a shooter. But Dylan comes in just 13 points a game, but his splits were fine: 53% from the field, even hit 36% from long range to go with his 10 rebounds, 3.3 blocks. I mean, the guy's a force down low, but he can step outside and pop it from long range. Good, good versatility. Okay. He, he's a really interesting guy because after game five, when we had to put in our recruiting uh, actions, he was only scoring eight points a game, nine rebounds a game, two and a half blocks a game. He jumps up to uh, 13 points a game, 10 rebounds, uh, three and a half blocks. Like this guy jumped significantly as the year went on. Uh, I love guys like that. And I know you do too, Kyle. Um, mm-hmm. I think that this guy maybe got into some foul trouble early. So we need to check out for that, but He's going to be a really, really good glue guy for this class. Are we are we sure it's Bidet or is it Bidet? Is it pronounced Bidet? <laughs> he does. He has no been known to wash some heinies. Yeah. So listen, Bidet's out. I mean, he's still got a good win preference. Um, Atlanta has, has been teetering NTT. They, they dropped back to PTT, but they went high in the PTT. Like 14th in the PTT. Strong program. Um, yeah, we got to keep an eye on Bidet. He's he's going to make some noise, and um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how Atlanta does in the next two or three years. Let's keep it on. And he's really going to clean up the at- glass. Sorry, glass. Clean up the ass. Uh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Thanks. Right. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? I think Edward Goldspooner's got a little rant in him, I'm guessing. No, no. I've, um, no, I probably had a little too much sun today. Um, uh, probably a little too relaxed. I, I think I'm good today. I got my one-liners in. Great. Any other thoughts on any teams? Uh, yeah, anything really. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of said this, but I think that this was really a redistribution of uh, of wealth here in, in League 31, which I think is going to make it really, really interesting going forward. I, th- I think the good teams are still going to be good. It seems like the decent teams at least did okay, and that's just enough to, uh, to stay at the top. Um, but you look at these teams like Shreveport, uh, like I said, Helena, Utica, Tallahassee, like a bunch of these teams who necessarily haven't been, um, to the sweet 16 final four, getting a lot of guys or even to the NTT for that matter. Um, and so I think 31 is going to be really, really interesting. It's like, as we're all still on lockdown, more and more guys are, uh, are joining or becoming active again, or we're kind of clearing out the bad coaches and, and replacing them. Uh, I think 31 is going to be really, really difficult. And I'm, I wonder if it's going to change the conversation about what uh, recruiting looks like. If, if K money is going to be adding people uh, to the recruiting class or um, what it's going to look like. But um, I think more and more to some more ties um, and clear leads are going to be a bit of a thing of a past uh, especially as more and more teams get good and get sort of that taste for blood, you know? Man, I thought the bubble report was a mess last year. Um, it's going to be chaos this year. We'll, the 25th ranked team in the nation is going to be lucky to get in at large. There, there's mm-hmm. talent everywhere. It's all spread out. There's going to be hundred ranked teams with top 50 talent. It's just going to be, it's going to be hard. You you better be keeping an eye on your conference games because yeah. you're not going to get any love from national, national recognition. You got to earn it in, in house. Hundred percent agree. All right, great. Well, thanks guys for coming on. Hopefully, you enjoyed the, your signing day. I know not everyone did great, but um, 
League 31 is just so much fun and there's always a lot of, uh, yeah, just a lot of good stuff going on. So um, thanks for joining us and we will talk to you soon.